Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, rollout fears. Calls for a rejig of Australia's coronavirus vaccine strategy as experts voice concerns over the effectiveness of our leading jab. Handbrake on, the Australian Formula One Grand Prix formally postponed as officials raise concerns over next month's Australian Open. Held at gunpoint, charges laid after a bizarre and terrifying attack at a Melbourne animal shelter. And calmer conditions help crews tackle a blaze burning dangerously close to homes in Perth. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. There are calls for Australia's coronavirus vaccine strategy to be re-evaluated with concerns one jab might not be as effective. Let's go live now to political reporter Rob Scott. Good morning, Rob. Experts are questioning Oxford's AstraZeneca jab. Good morning. Yes, they are, Jody. The federal government has ordered 53.8 million doses of that vaccine. Uh, but trials now show it is only 62% effective, which is much lower when compared to the Pfizer jab. Doctors are now calling for a rethink on using the AstraZeneca shot, warning relying on it may not allow herd immunity to be achieved and the virus won't be eliminated. They want the government to change course and secure more of the Pfizer vaccine. As it stands now, Australians will have the option of receiving one of two free jabs. The 95% effective Pfizer vaccine will be imported and given to those most at risk, including aged care staff and residents, quarantine workers and frontline workers. The AstraZeneca shot will be made on home soil and allocated amongst the broader community. Early trials showed it was 70% effective, but that has now been scaled down to 62%. But not all experts agree, with some saying achieving herd immunity is the ultimate aim and providing a vaccine that can protect lives immediately is more important. The federal health minister has warned against making early judgments until all the trials have been completed. Jody. OK, Rob Scott in Canberra, thank you. The Australian Formula One Grand Prix has been officially postponed for a second straight year due to coronavirus. The major Melbourne event will now be staged in November. It's the second consecutive year the race has been impacted by COVID, with the 2020 event cancelled last minute. There are reports race organisers and the Victorian government couldn't agree on quarantine arrangements for drivers and team staff. Meantime, the first of 1,200 players and officials for the Australian Open will begin arriving in Melbourne tomorrow. Officials are confident it's safe to stage the event, despite two players testing positive at a qualifying event in Doha. Health experts say the spread of the highly contagious UK strain makes the tournament risky. 
it's unwise uh, to hold a sporting event or any large mass gathering event. We have put in place the strongest, the strictest rules that apply for tennis across the world. Players and officials must test negative before they board planes to Melbourne and they'll be tested a second time when they arrive. Sydney's northern beaches remain on edge with COVID concerns for yet another venue just days after the area emerged from lockdown. A health alert has been issued for the Groomsman Barbershop in Worrywood Square on January 6. New South Wales reported five cases yesterday with the source of two infections on the beaches under investigation. Please do not assume this outbreak is over in New South Wales. The rumblings are there. We're still mopping up. Uh, whilst we're confident that there hasn't been another super spreading event. The Premier is also worried about a big drop in testing numbers. Just 14,000 were reported yesterday. Interstate travel could remain difficult for months to come with no streamlined national approach. All leaders have different views on managing the borders, leaving Australians caught in the middle. It's not something we'd do in New South Wales. It's a matter for each state and each state will react um, depending on the health advice. The border debate comes as the Northern Territory and the ACT relax rules to allow some Sydney siders back in, while 50,000 people swamped Victoria's controversial new border permit system. Queensland's Chief Health Officer is defending Brisbane's three-day lockdown after the state recorded just one local case. The partner of a hotel cleaner was included in yesterday's COVID-19 tally. It comes as detectives and doctors work side by side, sifting through hours of CCTV from a Brisbane quarantine hotel to find out how the UK variant escaped. They're trying to determine the transmission chain that left the cleaner and her partner infected. A 44-year-old man's been arrested following a terrifying armed hold-up in Melbourne overnight. Police say he was carrying an assault rifle, allegedly threatening a 23-year-old woman working at the Cranbourne West Lost Dogs home. The victim told officers the gunman was wearing a ballistic vest and camouflage pants before she was ambushed and tied up. He's been charged with kidnapping and firearm offences. Total fire bans are in place across much of Australia's southeast as a heatwave keeps crews on alert. Dangerous conditions have triggered bans in the New South Wales Riverina region with high heat spanning into Victoria's northwest. Total fire bans have also been declared in South Australia for the Flinders, Mid-North and Riverland regions. A fire burning in Perth's southern suburbs has been downgraded with calmer overnight conditions helping crews. The blaze is burning dangerously close to homes in Auburn Grove. Families were forced to flee as flames also threatened Adventure World in Bibra Lake. A man's been charged over a series of threats made against the Prime Minister and his Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. The 58-year-old is accused of posting the dangerous comments on social media last month. After extensive inquiries, police traced the threats to New South Wales and raided a home in Tamworth. Officers seized a number of electronic devices as well as cannabis. The man's on bail with a court date next month. 
An unlicensed driver charged over the hit-run deaths of two young children has sobbed in court as police alleged he was doing burnouts before the crash. Shane and Sheldon Shorey were walking with their mother and two other boys in Wellington last week when they were struck and killed by an out-of-control car. The alleged driver, Jacob Don, was refused bail after the magistrate ruled he was a flight risk with a history of driving offences. Don will face court again in March. A body has been found in a search for a man who fell overboard into Sydney's Parramatta River. The 50-year-old apparently fell while attempting to recover a sinking sailing boat off Concord. Witnesses claim he yelled for help before disappearing below the surface. Police divers spent the afternoon searching the riverbed and made the grim discovery late last night. He was a proud Sydney grandfather, a well-respected former lawyer who even in retirement wanted to help people. That's why Peter McCarthy's son says he can't understand why anyone would want to hurt his dad, but police allege his neighbour did. She's now charged with bashing the 77-year-old to death just before Christmas. Cherish memories of a doting father and grandfather. This is the only time Peter McCarthy held his second grandson. A month later, the 77-year-old was dead. You just don't think that something's going to happen to him. You just, especially this, because, yeah, he just wouldn't hurt anyone. But police allege his neighbour and supposed friend, Narelle Smith, hurt him by bashing the retired solicitor inside his South Coogee unit three weeks ago. It's kind of mixed emotions. It's kind of up and down. and But at the same time, I guess you, you start to feel safer that the person who's possibly done it is, is off the streets. Smith has claimed Peter had been helping her with free legal advice, an act of kindness that could have made him vulnerable. He was always trying to help whoever he could help um, and, you know, do whatever he could to help anyone. So he's just a really kind-hearted, gentle guy, really. Narelle Smith is also accused of stealing Peter's Opal card and using it on two bus trips on the day his body was discovered. Peter was beaten so badly he needed to be identified through dental records and police are still investigating the possibility the accused Narelle Smith may not have acted alone. For an only child losing a father so viciously carries a heavy burden. I think everyone always wishes there was something they'd said, you know, whether it's I love you one more time or whatever, but yeah. Ashley Hansen, 7 News. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The pandemic has seen a huge surge in demand for charities, among them Oz Harvest. As fast as it can, it's handing out food hampers for families very much in need from a new South West Sydney hub. We went behind the scenes to see how they're helping hundreds of people every day. Community heroes handing out hampers of hope for those doing it tough during COVID-19. Giving back, you know, so it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Oz Harvest's new hub is barely a month old, but is already attracting long lines of Lakemba locals. Serving up 300 hampers every week, 
packed with fresh produce and pantry staples. The demand for food has, has gone through the roof. COVID has really affected our local communities. Many people who fall through the gaps, be they international students, refugees or permanent residents who don't qualify for any government support. Across the board, the need for Oz Harvest services spiked by roughly 50% when the pandemic hit last year. I'm really concerned that their lives will grow even longer once the government support starts to disappear at the end of March. Oz Harvest also operates hamper hubs near Newcastle, in Darling Harbour and here at Waterloo with mobile markets delivering goods across regional New South Wales. They receive some government funding, but most of their services are only possible due to corporate and public donations. If people do have a spare dollar, um, it does equate to two meals that we're able to hand out to people. So that's probably the first, first way that people can help us. Details on how you can donate are on the Oz Harvest website. Amber Laidler, 7 News. Navy divers have now recovered the black box of an Indonesian budget airline jet that crashed into the Java Sea. Local search authorities pulled the flight data recorder from the ocean floor. It was stuck under tons of sharp objects in the plane's wreckage. It's hoped the device will help investigators determine what caused the Boeing 737 to nosedive, killing 62 people on board. At least two gorillas in a California safari park have tested positive to coronavirus. They've been showing mild symptoms, including a cough, and tests suggest all eight are likely infected. It's thought they contracted COVID through an asymptomatic worker. San Diego Zoo says staff were following safety guidelines and that this is the first known instance of transmission to great apes. It's currently closed to visitors. An Australian accused of setting up a $220 million drug market on the dark web has been arrested in Germany. European prosecutors say the 33-year-old Queensland man sold a number of illicit substances and stolen credit card data on the website. It's believed to be the largest illegal trading site on the dark net. US President Donald Trump has left the White House for the first time since the Washington riots. Ashley Mullaney is in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Ash. The president has spoken out this morning. What did he say? Well, Jody, Donald Trump is taking no responsibility for last week's siege on the Capitol, a day of so much violence that cost five lives. Donald Trump telling his supporters that day to march on the Capitol, to overturn the election and to, quote, fight like hell. Well, this is how he's characterised that speech today. They've analysed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Donald Trump says he doesn't want any violence, but that there could be trouble in the country uh, if these impeachment proceedings go ahead. Uh, House Democrats expected to, to hold a full House vote uh, tomorrow on impeachment. They'll likely have the numbers to make Donald Trump just the second of the first, rather, president impeached, to be impeached twice when that vote happens tomorrow on Capitol Hill. Jody. OK, Ash, thank you. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is up. So is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX closed lower. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng traded up. The All Lords lost ground. So did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,839 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 56.46 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.36 US cents, 80.46 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand.
In sport, Australian captain Tim Payne has defended his best batsman after vision emerged of Steve Smith appearing to scuff away pitch marks made by India's Rishabh Pant. The action has been slammed with former players and commentators questioning Smith's sportsmanship. Payne also apologised for his own behaviour after heated remarks directed at Ravi Ashwin were picked up on stump microphones. The skipper has also been fined 15% of his match fee for swearing at the umpire. Off-field turmoil continues at the Bulldogs, with CEO Andrew Hill parting ways with the club. Hill, who joined the Bulldogs in 2017, was responsible for spearheading a major rebuild in the West, including appointing incoming coach Trent Barrett. The Bulldogs are now without a chief executive, a head of football and head of commercial, just two months out from the season starting. One of the most popular racetracks in supercars history will now host round two of this year's championship. The round usually takes place as part of the Australian Grand Prix in March, but will instead move to Sandown Raceway. Formula One have confirmed their reshuffled calendar, which will see racing return to Albert Park from November 18 to 21. Australia's Toby Price has been airlifted to hospital in Saudi Arabia after crashing out of the 2021 Dakar rally. The two-time winner went down 155 kilometres into the ninth stage. It's understood he injured his left arm and shoulder. The 33-year-old is currently receiving treatment in the country's northwest. Former Socceroos coach Frank Arrack has died aged 88. The news was announced via the Socceroos official Twitter account last night, with tributes flowing overnight for the man who led Australia to 89 internationals and the 1988 Olympics in Seoul. The football legend would have turned 89 next week. Doctors are labelling a new handheld gadget a game-changer when it comes to detecting severe brain injuries. In a world first, the device will allow specialists to recognise serious trauma in under 15 minutes through a simple blood test. Experts say it's quicker and more reliable when putting patients through CT scans. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs are generating areas of rain, showers and storms in the northeast tropics. Other troughs are triggering showers and storms across inland parts of southern New South Wales, eastern Victoria and southern WA. Around the capitals today, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 29 degrees. Sydney, mostly sunny, also 29. Canberra, mostly sunny and 35. The same in Melbourne, heading for 32 degrees. A late shower in Hobart, 27. Adelaide, mostly cloudy, 28. Sunny in Perth, heading for 34 degrees. And a possible thunderstorm, 33 in Darwin. A surprise visitor has caused a lot of interest among locals at Sydney's Manly Beach, a seal taking a nap near the ocean pool at Fairy Bower. It's thought it could be the same seal that's been appearing up and down the northern beaches over summer. Bystanders have been warned to remain at least 40 metres from seals because they're a protected species. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday, the 13th of January.